بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقطة النساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن شاء الله you guys are all well and welcome back to another episode look at us being consistent Alhamdulillah ya Allah keep us steadfast um, and today's episode is one that if I was to cattle categorize the top questions I get on my Instagram it's majorly I want to study my deen but where do I start and so inshallah in this episode I'm going to give you practical steps on how you can begin your studying the deen journey um, and inshallah it's going to be of benefit this is based off my experience and it may not be for you but at least it's that stepping stone for you to start your journey towards um, seeking knowledge and inshallah, I'm also going to be talking about my journey, how I started, where I started, what worked and what didn't work. And inshallah, you can take benefit from that as well. Um, once again, I'm like at the baby steps of seeking knowledge. Like I would say the ABCs, but like not even like I'm still learning phonetics. Um, and so this is very early on for me to give advice. But um, whatever I know and whatever I learned from, I want to share that. And inshallah, if it changes over time, then I'll <laughs> rephrase my advice so with myself, how I started studying the Dean, um, funnily enough, it's <laughs> it started in the most randomest of ways. So I, when I just first started um, practicing, like after not last Ramadan, not the Ramadan before, but the Ramadan before, um, I read the Quran for the first time and that's where everything started I already shared um, an episode um, reflecting upon my journey um, that's got more the gist of it so I'm going to try and focus on like the knowledge part of it here and try and pinpoint those parts but um, I remember after I started listening to the Quran um, on YouTube I wanted to learn how to read it and so I found um, Nu'man Ali Khan's 10-day online um, how to read Arabic it's on his Bayina it's still there so if look at me giving gems away um that's where I started to learn to read Arabic like the basic alphabets like Alif Bata um Fatha Dhamma Kasra like those stuffs I didn't know up until like two and a bit years ago and um so I was reading I was learning how to read and I was like recording myself like ah bata like so proud of myself and um I had a couple of people from my gym on my Instagram story and um this this girl she saw me at the gym and she was like hey like are you learning Arabic and I'm like yeah I'm trying to like it's fun but it's hard and she's like oh my sister's an Arabic teacher Arabic and Quran teacher do you want me to set you up and I'm like yeah let's go for it and subhanallah um her teacher her, her sister ended up being the principal of a Quran school and she was one of the people who established um, the books that um, many of the masjids and, and Quran classes have here in Sydney. So it's like she's not just a Quran teacher, but she's the like head of an institute. And also she's the one that authored many of these books. And subhanAllah, I joined into her class and she just took me in. Like she was she was like, this is volunteering. I want to do this for the sake of Allah. Um, these are your books. Um, give me your address so I can deliver it to you. And um, she put me into this class because she was like, what's your level? And I'm like, well, I can, I did 10 days of learning. <laughs> and subhanAllah, from the 10 days of that um, Nu'man Ali Khan challenge, like I learned all that was um, done in book one. 
which is like say like a term's worth of um, you know, the, the basic beginning. So book one, the beginner. And so she placed me in level two, the intermediate book two um, book with this other girl. Um, she was in my class. Um, and yeah, so that's how I started. Um, what's it called? Like my Quran, like Arabic classes. And it's linked because <laughs> um, this other girl, the other girl in my class, she was the head of um, the sisters gatherings, um, Friday night hubs at the UMA, the mosque that I go to now and that the, the hubs that changed my life. And so for such a long time, she was always like to me, what are you doing Friday night? You should come. We have the hub. We have this topic. We, you know, we speak with the sheikh and then we have reflections and blah, 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 blah. But I didn't know about anything. Like I never set foot into a masjid up until then. Like I'm, I, I was learning how to read Arabic, but I'd never been to a masjid before in my life. I think once my mom took me. I remember once as a kid. I remember once as a kid, actually. Astaghfirullah. Uh, it's never. It's not never. I, I remember going once. And yeah, so like that other girl in my Quran class was actually someone that, um, what's it called? Yeah, the other girl that I was placed into this online Zoom class with, she was um, the one of the coordinators for the Sisters Hub. And so she is actually how I started going to the Sisters Hub at the mosque. So see how it's all linked? Like, subhanAllah, I'm just waffling by myself online, learning how to read Arabic. This random girl at the gym is like, oh my God, my sister is a Quran teacher. She puts me into this um, class with the head of this Quran school and she begins teaching me how to read Quran and the one student that I'm in the class with randomly is the head is is like one of the people that organized the sisters hub and eventually invites me to go there and that's where like a whole nother realm of of things began like how crazy is that subhanallah Allah works in mysterious ways and um, when I begin my advice to people it's like the number one thing I would say is dua because like without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you won't be able to do it. And I know none of that was a coincidence. It was all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was answering my du'as in, in the most beautiful and strangest of ways to us. It may seem strange, but Allah's the best of planners. And yeah, so that's how I started um, reading, like learning how to read Quran. And after a while, um, I think after like six, seven months, it sort of stopped when it went into holiday and then it, the class was just never picked up. So I only did that, like learning how to read Quran for that, only that second book. So I did the first book um, of the alphabets and basics and then the second book online in that class and then never continued from there, like did the exam um, and was supposed to continue, but subhanAllah, it just didn't work out. And, um, you know, like our schedules didn't align and that was it. Um, the other way I started is um, I was sharing on TikTok, like when I first started, you know, wearing the hijab and I was like, um, you know, just documenting my journey. Um, this random girl on TikTok, um, she's a French revert and she um, did Sharia at the UMA and she invited me to the classes. And I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> so there's a random girl on TikTok. Um, after I started speaking to her, she was like, you should come take classes here and blah, blah, blah. And then I started there. And so I started taking the Wednesday morning Sharia ladies classes. And it was, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. And I hopped in when they were doing like the fiqh of inheritance. And when they were doing fiqh of the seerah, it was like halfway into the seerah. And um, yeah, so that was very interesting how that started. 
Um, but once again, both of these ended up being at the same mosque. Um, and so I ended up going to the Friday night sisters hub um, every um, every week there. And that was like a really, like really, it's a really, really, I, I can't recommend it enough. If you're in Sydney, go to the Friday night hubs at the UMA. And it's it's just like essentially a da'wah hub that prepares you and, and, and like gives you the necessary tools that you need to start learning how to give da'wah, whether it be to the community, to, to non-Muslims, to the youth, or, you know, mentoring um, other fellow Muslims. Like it just, it it's like a set of series of lectures that, um, you need to hear, and you've probably heard before, but it's in a different light. Like, for example, Sheikh will talk about the mercy and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he talks about the benefits of applying this in your life and the and the negatives of if you don't apply it and, and the implications on an ummah level and how you practically can apply it and how you can call other people to apply it. So it's, it was really good. Alhamdulillah, I'm very thankful for, for doing that. And then from there, they have um, like, what's it called? They have foundation courses that you can go into. So it's another six months. And I ended up doing the youth foundation course where it's all about learning how to give da'wah to the youth and also a community engagement one, like how to learn how to give da'wah to non-Muslims and to learn the um, the different pinpoints of their faiths, whether it be Ju Judaism, um, Christianity, or like a big um, shift into the topics was atheism and and how to combat the doubts that people bring and and the arguments that people have. So it was really good. Um, so I was going to that like Wednesday was the Sharia classes, Friday night was the hub, Thursday night was the youth one, and Saturday was the community engagement. So I started and I really went in full steam ahead, which is something I do not recommend. So I, I'm going to tell you why. Like in my recommendations, I just want to explain like my journey so you can see where my advice is coming from. And so if you put into perspective, like this first year and a half that I'm doing, and then I ended up doing the um, the girls' youth halaqa at the masjid as well. And and so if you if you put into perspective, like how, mind you, I was working full-time as well and I'm uni full-time as well. And this is sort of how it began. Oh, and I had halaqas Tuesday nights as well um, with Ustada Dalia when she was still in Sydney. So I didn't really have time to get it in and like breathe which is not an issue, but th there's there's wise ways to go about um, when you're picking up to study the deen. And so if you think about it, I had those Tuesday night halaqas. Um, I had my Wednesday online halaqas. I had Wednesday during the day um, Sharia class. I had the Thursday foundation course and the Friday sisters hub and then the Saturday community engagement. And then S Sunday and Monday, whatever would come up. Um, on Monday was reverts night at the mosque and I'd, tr I'd try and go to that as well. But it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it, I'm going to tell you why it's not wise. So if you put it into perspective, I took all of that ahead and um, Arabic wasn't, actually my Arabic classes were on and off as well. I would be going to Arabic classes. I'd be trying different Arabic courses online and like I would be consistently, like I think I tried four to five different classes on like how to learn Arabic. Just none of them were working out, subhanAllah. But if you put it into perspective, that's how I was, uh, how I went about it. And I just went into everything full steam ahead. Um, and in my advice, I'm going to explain to you why I wouldn't recommend that. And I think this last year was the year where I found like my balance and I found like, I found what works. And, and, and now that I found it, like I, 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 I swear by it so much. And I want to give this advice and, and encourage all of you. Number one, we have so much access to things online and there are so many amazing classes that 
are there that you can learn like a solid quality education from on YouTube. And I can't recommend them enough. And I'm going to list them at the end, inshallah. And number two, you don't have to be doing everything, especially when you're starting. You don't have to be doing everything. And number three is priority. You need to prioritize the main things as a student of knowledge or just as as, as a Muslim in this dunya. You need to prioritize the, the main important things as your solid foundation. So as I said, I only did that one term of the that Quran. And so from there on, I didn't, I wasn't actively learning Quran and I wasn't actively memorizing Quran. And that should be your number one step. That should be your number one priority. If you want to start studying the deen, start with Quran. Always, always start with Quran. This is what I recommend because I I, I was doing all of this Sharia and these foundation courses, Da'rahab and X, Y, and Z and Halaqat, but I didn't have those Quran classes, those regular Quran classes. And if you can't do anything but one thing, make it your Quran. Learning how to read and recite the Quran and also um, memorizing Quran because that will automatically impact every single aspect of your life, especially your salah, because you will be having more concentration in your salah and 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 you're you're reciting the ayats that you are learning and memorizing and you don't want to get to whatever age and not still be able to learn how to how to, how to recite quran or not be confident enough to read out loud so number one thing to start on is your quran find a quran teacher around you find a quran teacher around you literally Go to every single masjid and and ask people, do you know someone do you know, like to teach me Quran? In the meantime, find a teacher online, but I will always recommend it in person. Um, because look, just look at that one Quran class that I did, and that was online as well. So now that I'm in one in person, I see the benefits of it. But look at the fruits that came out of that one Quran class. Like I ended up, you know, becoming friends with that girl that introduced me to the masjid, and and this lady like. I remember one time I was driving back and, and I was listening to Quran and I was reading, um, I think it was Surat Al-Fajr um, alongside it, uh, like after we did it in class and I was just crying. And then I sent a voice message to my teacher like, Jazakallahu khairan for like opening my heart to this and being my teacher. Like I was so thankful just because of, of the little things that she taught me from the Quran. So number one is find a Quran teacher. There are many places online and there are, there is a hundred percent places around you wherever you are in the world there is someone that can teach you quran so make it a priority to find someone in person and if you can't then start online until you find someone in person um and like i'm not gonna like spoon feed you and tell you this place and this place and this place and this place find it yourself like beg allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it ask people around you annoy people go to your local musallas the the msas ask any Muslim that any Muslim, it's like salamu alaikum wa alaikum salam. Do you know anyone that teaches Quran? Find it yourself because we're so lazy. We're so lazy. Honestly, we're so lazy. Like unless it comes to us on a silver platter, we're not going to do anything about it. So find it yourself and find a Quran teacher and begin with the Quran. The other steps that I would recommend is, as I said, I went in full steam ahead. So I was learning the fiqh of inheritance without even knowing anything about zakat and sadaqah and X, Y, and Z. I was learning about the fiqh of salah when I didn't even have like a proper connection in my salah or I wasn't even saying the words of salah correctly. So re-establishing like your heart 
and um and that's actually they always begin with um like a a unit of tezkiyah like purification of of the heart and the soul before you dive into any like um islamic knowledge and subhanallah i started the sharia class straight halfway into what they were doing and then i changed to nighttime so i'd be able to go with my sister so i jumped around there as well and and the units changed and I never started something from the beginning. So I always recommend starting something from the beginning. And now with the new year that is now, all of these masjids are opening the Sharia courses. And I shared some um, online as well. And it, and it's wonderful. It's like two hours a week. Um, and, and it's good for like that basic knowledge that if you can commit to. But once again, like if you have to prioritize anything, prioritize that Quran. But at the same time, it's doable. Two, two hours a week, um, you can do it. And, and so I ended up joining... Once again, I jumped around because um, I wasn't able, because the masjid I go to was like an hour and like 10, 20 minutes during traffic time, which is when the classes were on. And I wanted to, um, you know, do classes with my family. So my mom and my other, my two sisters, we ended up going to a musalla that was more local to us. They opened a Sharia class and the first unit was Tezkiyah. It was just purification. And it was all of these things that we had heard before, but like, for example, you learn in class, like, give salawat to the Prophet wasallam. benefit is this, this, and that. But that's it. Like, you don't apply it. You don't, you don't, you don't practically implement it. And so with this Tezkiyah course, like, it was like, from now to the end of this course, you should become someone of tahajjud. You should become someone that, that praises Allah subhanahu uh, wa ta'ala daily, that sends like at least a thousand salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's your homework um, that connects with the Quran and and someone that fasts more often and and someone that, um, you know, just is is has better manners. Like these things that are embedded in our deen was like our practical steps and I believe that like that Tazkiyah course really did a lot for me and and it made me realize the importance of that foundation before you step into um, other things and so the other the after the Quran and the Sharia class if you are able to I recommend these um, three to four things that you can find online and I will share the links for as well firstly is um, the like establishing your salah and and learning more about that because that is first that should be first you should you should be firm in that and and you should have a strong foundation of salah before you before you add other things in, in into your life and if your salah is whack but you're going to classes five hours a week well it's like this is your main priority you need to fix this and so Ali Hamouda has um, a beautiful series on salah I highly recommend watching that taking notes implementing and learning from that and also he has a beautiful series on the purification of the heart. And I'm going to share that as well. And I can't recommend those two enough. If you want to start your, you know, start seeking knowledge, start with your salah and, and purifying your heart at the beginning. And this other one, um, the other two things that um, I recommend is when you start seeking knowledge. But this is like, because the Prophet wasallam says that whoever takes a path, on seeking knowledge Allah will make his path to Jannah easy and so the whole point of like knowledge like I'm just reflecting upon this hadith it's it's not just to get it and khalas that's it it's it's so that your life in this dunya and your time in this dunya and your travel in this dunya it, it places you in a path where it, it takes you to Jannah because the knowledge that you're getting you're embodying it and you're implementing it and subhanallah, one of the scary hadiths where Abu Huraira fainted multiple times before he was even able to, to convey it is 
the hadith where the Prophet said amongst the first people that will be thrown into hellfire is a scholar, is a shaheed and is someone who gave in lots in charity. Um, I'm paraphrasing here, but but the, the, the scholar will be brought forward and he was like, you, you gained all this knowledge and you taught all of this um, and you're going to be thrown into hellfire. And he's going to be like, Ya Allah, I did it for your sake. And Allah is going to be, Allah is going to say that you're a liar because you only did this so so-and-so could say that, you know, he's seeking knowledge or look at him, he's a da'i. And he's going to be straight chucked into Jahannam. Same with the man that gave sadaqah. He was like, Allah, I did it for your sake. And Allah is going to say, you're a liar. You only did it so so-and-so people could say that, oh, look at this man he gave in charity. And so it's like the... um what's it called the knowledge that you gain you're not gaining it just for the sake of it and I think we really really need to learn that because you're not gaining knowledge just for the sake of it you're gaining it so it can change you and so that it can it can make your path to Jannah easier it can make your path in this dunya easier for you to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's going to give you tools and stuff so that you're equipped to um to being a better slave and so that's that's really important like you're not gaining knowledge for the sake of it um so focus on your salah focus on your heart purification and and another the other two is your athkar learn your athkar um sheikh abu bakr um on youtube he has an amazing 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 like a hundred episode a series on on athkar and learning your athkar and these are athkars that you are saying every single day and I'm going to go into depth in, in another episode about the importance of your morning and evening athkar, your morning and evening dhikr and remembrance because you need to be doing that. You can't be once again studying Islam five hours a week but not doing your athkar, not having a strong salah, not having a pure heart. And and the other thing is is always start with learning who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Find a um, book about the names of Allah and read it. Find a series on YouTube, um, Ustad uh, Abu Hisham, uh, Ustad Hisham Abu Yusuf on uh, Masjid Al Furqan on YouTube. He has this amazing series where he talks about some of the names of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Ali Hamuda has like beautiful videos on it. Once again, I'm gonna link all of these and I'm gonna put it like all together in um, one thread on Instagram. But these are all episodes. And, and, and resources that are available for you online. And another thing I learned is that you don't have to be running around class to class. If there's a lecture, if there's a speaker coming, you don't have to go to them. Like there is beautiful seclusion in your home, um, learning about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, especially after Fajr, like make it your habit, make your own Islamic school at home. But in saying that, the masjid is also important for the environment. And like you gain benefits from just being around people who are studying for the sake of Allah and people who are there just for the sake of Allah. So there are things like, you know your life, like I'm giving you all of this and you're going to do something about it. Like, you know your life, you know what you can do, you know what you can't do. Um, so I, once again, just I recommend finding a Quran class. Then you have the sh um, Sharia class option that um, start from the beginning um, I, I'm going to share one second. Even, um, uh, what's her name? Dr. Haifa Yunus, she's got um, on Jannah Institute. She's got this beautiful, I haven't done it, but I've heard so many good things about it. Like this two-year online self-paced um, uh, course, Sharia course that you can do with all the basics of Islam that, that you need. Um, so I recommend that as well. And mind you, like the non-free classes, like it is an investment. But you are investing in yourself and in your akhirah and in, in the future and in, into the ummah as well. So it's it's worth an investment. Like make it a priority 
priority to, to spend money on yourself for this and know that, you know, like as it goes on, it could get expensive, but also know that you can do it for free as well. Like there's, there's different options around there. Um, and you can find like cheap classes or cheap teachers online, but just know that it, it, it will require an investment. So be prepared for that as well. So I've just got like my little book here. So like what I, but that was the main things. And um, I'll probably like do a separate video on like Arabic because my Arabic journey is like a fat one. Um, but even that, like for the first two years, I kid you not, I think I tried like at least seven different Arabic classes and they just didn't work out. And it required me begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send me what I have right now. And and I am so thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And um, I started studying Arabic um, last year. It was like this two-week intensive course. And from there, we started continuing with our Arabic teacher and um, doing weekly classes with her. And honestly, like my life has changed. And that's another thing, actually. You know how I was like at the beginning, I was doing like everything. Let me tell you what I did last year. So I didn't do any of the foundation courses. I stopped going to the um, Friday night hubs um, and I ended up stopped doing the Sharia and doing that um, weekly one with my family at my local mosque. Um, I paused my online halaqa and I started up a halaqa in person um, around my area. But the main thing I focused on was my Arabic. And subhanAllah, <laughs> alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, I did all of that and I didn't complete anything. I like when you finish a semester of uni it's just like okay I finished that it's it's a very non-satisfying feeling like it's like a next semester ahead or even when you finish uni I met with my friend and she's like oh yeah I just finished uni and I was like nice like how do you feel she's like eh, like I'm going into work now like you spend the whole year and the money comes and goes the the units you you study more like the housework is the same it's like nothing satisfies you when you finish it but when I finished this year of Arabic I finished a year of Arabic I finished a book of Arabic like it's something tangible and it's something I'm proud of and it's something that that's benefiting me every single day and, I, and I'm and I'm and I'm using it as like as a stepping stone and so I highly recommend that like even with Quran you finish the whole year but you've memorized like five pages of Quran. You've got five pages of Quran in your heart. So it's like everything in this dunya, subhanAllah, it's, there's no satisfaction when you finish it. But as soon as you finish or you've um, accomplished a small level in terms of um, the deen, it's, it's, it's thaqil, it's like tangible. And so like finishing, like I dropped everything last year and I focused only on my Arabic and that's where I made the most progress because when you're doing everything, it's everything's at a surface level. But when I gathered all of my energy and like focus onto one thing, that's where I saw the main results. And and after like a bit, you need to find that 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 thing of yours and 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 be and be steadfast upon that. And subhanAllah. So what I'm doing now, and inshallah, what I'm gonna have next year is that um my Arabic teacher, she has um uh, halaqas on Thursdays and I joined her Quran class on Thursdays as well so I ended up picking up my Quran and I joined her class for the third book and she also does Arabic Sharia on on Tuesdays it's like a bit of a side note but I just want to like a uh, subhanallah moment so this whole last year I've been having Arabic classes on a Monday and um, what's it called 
and we I ended up joining towards the end of my semester her halaqa and her Quran class on a Thursday. So me and my friend, we wanted to join her Sharia class on a Tuesday um, and continue going on a Thursday. Um, but the thing is, because we live far, we can't really aff- like don't have the time and, and we can't we don't have the luxury to go down to the area like three, four times a week. So we asked her if we could change our Arabic class to a Tuesday so that we're only there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then it worked out. And then as my uni timetable was coming, I picked like seven units to put on, on um, to take on this semester. But I only, I'm only going to pick four. But I picked seven units. And I was like, whatever units land on a Tuesday and a Thursday on my timetable, I'm not going to do those and I'll do the remaining. So I'll drop them this semester. And subhanAllah, every single unit was on every single day except for a Tuesday and a Thursday. And it's like, subhanAllah, it reminds me of the ayah where Whenever anyone puts their trust in Allah, Allah will find them a way out. And I was really like, I really wanted this these two days to just study um, and continue in, in, in my studies with my teacher. Uh, but what's it called? <laughs> it just worked out, subhanAllah. And then we ended up, um, my Arabic teacher ended up telling us to go somewhere else for Quran so that we can start like properly and like actually be consistent with it, um, like to the next level. Um, and so that ended up being on a Tuesday as well. So now, alhamdulillah, I've got everything on a Tuesday. Like, inshallah, this year I'm really excited. It's it's going to be the Sharia in Arabic. And mind you, I would go there and I would only understand probably like 20%. But Arabic is something that I'm trying to improve. So I'm trying to focus everything around that. Then I've got my Arabic classes on a Tuesday. And then I've got my Quran classes, which is also in Arabic. I'm going to struggle so bad. I'm probably going to cry every single day. But what I've what I've learned is like to to be humble with it and 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 to know that like I, I developed this thing where I had like so much tears in my throat like whenever I'm learning Arabic. But it's cool. It's cool. It's a very humbling experience. But that's something I'm excited for. So I went from like five days a week at different classes, barely getting any progress, to one day a week actually excelling in something, and now one day a week more intensified. Um, and, and tackling different aspects but like with the same purpose so you know what I mean how I said at the beginning it's not worth it to dive into everything I did it so I'm giving you the advice so you pick something better and pick something that's more suited towards you once again Quran number one find a Sharia class um, once a week if you can there's online things as well and and know that there are benefits around going to the masjid and being in that environment and also f- start yourself with these series online where whether it be about your salah whether it about be purification of the heart whether it be um your athkar and learning the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are like foundations that you need to have and subhanallah when you start you know disciplining yourself and sticking sticking to something at home by yourself you develop that discipline and there's no one to, to drag you to class there's no there's you haven't paid for it, so you don't feel bad if you miss it. But it's you and you and you and your commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you going to show up every single day or every single week or every single fortnight, depending on what suits your schedule, and, and sit down and listen to these lectures and take notes? Because no one's going to hold you accountable except for yourself. So I think there's great benefit in that as well. And so, yeah, so that's... um. That's the gist of like my journey and like my advice as well. Sorry if it's like all over the place, um, but I really wanted to get this out there because it's something that people ask me all the time. And I don't know, subhanAllah, I never got around to making this video 
like last year or the year before and I see the wisdom in it now like now I can like look back in hindsight and the stuff I would have advised you of like a year ago I would not now and maybe who knows maybe in a year or two I'm going to learn something new and there's this there's going to be something that's going to change and my advice will change as well but for anyone that wants to start I'm going to say it again find a Quran class to start learning how to read Quran and memorizing even if it's an ayah a week like that's the first step work on your salah your adhkar the purification of your heart and learning Allah's names and attributes and that's all available online if you find a class even better and also there's the sharia and sharia isn't like sharia law no it's 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 everything in it um so you talk about the sirah you talk oh the sirah oh my god that is like you know how i said quran and then the seerah, and then the heart and the salah, da 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 da. Like those, the seerah is in that group. And subhanAllah, I, I, I learned the seerah. <laughs> it's even funny how I even started learning the seerah. Like subhanAllah, I, I was at uni and um, um, I, <laughs> like the year before last is when I first went to, um, like when I was, when I was at the musalla, and then I saw a girl praying uh, there. And she was praying on those like dirt clay rock things the the Shia's pray on. And she went to pray. And then I was like, oh my God, what is that? And everyone was like giving me like the dirties. And that I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. And then she's like, oh, it's this rock. Um, we pray on it to um, you know, remove the toxins from our mind and it's natural and it's good for you. And I'm like, oh my God, I should get one. And then I go home to my mom and I'm like, Mom, I saw this girl praying on one of those rocks. Like, where can we get them? And she's like, hey one, that's that's a Shia thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was like, what's Shia? <laughs> and she told me X, Y, and Z. And then I was at uni and then there was these um people in my math class and they were like, they 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 knew I was Muslim. Um and then they 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 were Shia and they were talking to me and they were like, oh, you know about what um the what about what about Umar did and who the who the true Khalifa is supposed to be and I'm like, what's a Umar? Who's a Khalifa? Like I didn't know anything at the time. This was like two and a bit years ago, and Subhanallah, every single day these Shias were giving me da'wah. and I was like, you know what? Let me start learning about the Sila. Um, you know, I should know about you know what they're saying and I didn't know anything at that time and subhanallah the shias made me more practicing and they made me start learning how to study the seerah you know like I'm reflecting upon my journey everything is just so random but nothing's random it's all by the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so yeah from there I started this um, online series it's like 114 episodes I think Yasir Qadhi Seerah it is amazing. It is so detailed and it is going to teach you everything like basic about what you need to know about the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And through that series, I developed my love for the Prophet ﷺ. And I highly recommend that. I highly, highly recommend that. And from there, because the Shi'as were like coming to me with like all of these questions and things. And I'm like, I didn't know at that time. So I ended up going to the mosque more and I was asking the Sheikh, Sheikh, they said X, Y, and Z, like, what What does this mean? What is that? Da, 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 da. And he gave me, like, answers and answers with with true, authentic answers. And I was like, okay, cool. And so it's like, subhanAllah, if it wasn't for the Shias pestering me about my beliefs and, and, and about the Sirah, I wouldn't have studied it the way I did. And it wouldn't have led me to where I am now. So once again, alhamdulillah, um, that's how I studied the Sirah. It's actually kind of funny. Um, but anyways... Yeah, so Sira is very important as well. Yasir Qadhi is amazing. Um, that online YouTube series, I can't recommend it enough. 
Um, also, there's um, books if you want to read um, The Sealed Nectar and also The Simple Sirah. And also Sheikh Shadi has a YouTube series online about the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's not as concise as Yasser Qadhi's one. Mind you, Yasser Qadhi's is like 114 episodes an hour each. That is amazing. And how I went about learning the seerah, it was, I, I listened to it like a podcast, like it was a story. And it took me like around like six, seven months to finish it. But it's like, you know, if I was going on a walk, if I was in the car, if I was on my way to uni, like if I was just kicking back, if I was doing the dishes, like I had it on. And so you can even learn like that, like always engage yourself with like anything, like always benefit, don't waste your time. Do not waste your time. And you might think that, oh my God, I'm going to be overstimulated all the time. It's like, no, you're not. You, it's it's different. It's it's different. Um, and so that's that's another way of, of of you that you can do the learning. Um, and so yeah, that's a bit of my journey in terms of like how I started seeking knowledge and how I started with those like five days a week of everything. And now I'm one day a week, and it's it's more than enough. Like I've got my Quran, I've got my Arabic, and I've got my Sharia. Um, and the less you do, the more you can focus on it. So those two years that I went to Sharia, I never studied at home. I and it wasn't to do with the course or the teachers or the class or anything. It was all me. I didn't study at home. I didn't revise before and after class. I didn't treat it like something that I had to, you know, study for. There weren't tests around it. So obviously all I learned from it was through osmosis. And so now that I'm doing like this Arabic, our teacher gives us tests every single week. We have to memorize certain parts of um the the poems and 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 now that we have Quran, it's like I have to practice, you know, my homework is reading Quran, my homework is memorizing Quran. So it's like what better is that? And you know, you need to know the rules of here and there. And it's like you actually try for it. And I actually find myself sitting at home studying for it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like student of knowledge. And it's like it's it's fun. It's actually fun. Um, so like the light and also like just basic advice. It's like every single one of us is different. And even within yourself, you you're in different seasons of your life. So I was able to do those five, six days a week. And last year, I couldn't, last semester, I couldn't commit to more than one day a week towards this stuff. But you need to balance and, and prioritize and don't overburden yourself because that will lead to you bur burning out. So once again, start with Quran, find a teacher, um, learn the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. start with these online or in-person Sharia classes if you can and learn about your salah, about your athkar, purify your heart. Um, what's it called? What's the last one? Learn the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and embody everything as you go. And subhanAllah, don't let the knowledge that you learn be against you. Let, let the knowledge that you learn testify for you on the day of judgment and not against you for the on the day of judgment. Because once again, you're not learning for the sake of it. You're learning to embody it. You're learning to practice it. And you're learning to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're not learning all of this for the sake of it. Every single thing that you learn, it could be against you on the day of judgment because it's like you knew, you learned this. You went to class for this information and you didn't do anything about it. In, in fact, you did the opposite of what you were taught. So the one who knows isn't judged the same as the one who did know. So why are you getting all of this knowledge if you're not going to practice it? Um, and finally, I want to end upon this um, this uh, uh, story from the Sahaba. This Sahaba, um, he learned from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and I actually want to get the hadith because it's such a beautiful hadith. He learned from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam um, two words that are light 
on the tongue but heavy on the scales and the the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was subhanallah 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 al-azim every single every single place he went he taught people he was like these are two words light on the uh, tongue heavy on the scale and most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah wabihamdi subhanallah al-azim and every single person he met he taught that he taught them that he was like the prophet taught me this and he he embodied it and when he died, the last two words on his tongues were Subhanallah wa bihamdi, Subhanallah al-Adim. Subhanallah, this is the only thing he learned from the Prophet, not the only thing, but this is like one of the main things he learned from the Prophet Sallallahu And he made sure he embodied it and he taught it and, and he encouraged others to it as well. And he died upon it. And and just the last, I want to read the hadith because I was reading it in Arabic this morning and I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Like since I've been studying Arabic, um, like everything, like you just gain an appreciation for the poet, poetic um, nature of the hadiths and also like the grammar, the grammar of the Quran. And so it's like, قال نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كلمتان حبيبتان إلى الرحمن حفيفتان على اللسان ثقيلتان في الميزان سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم. Like how beautiful is it? So um, كلمتان حبيبتان إلى الرحمن. Like two words that are beloved. To the most merciful, خفيفتان على على اللسان, like very light upon your tongue, and ثقيلتان في الميزان, but it's heavy upon the scales. سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم. Like how beautiful is that? Like just the, the poetic nature of even the hadiths. Um, and so when I was searching up for that, um, what was that Sahaba saying in teaching? And it was and it was it was this hadith. Um, it was these two. Um, yeah, it was this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and. Just, just, just take take lessons from that. Like that's all he knew, but that's what he taught. It's not all he knew, but that was the that was what he knew. So that's what he taught, and that's what he embodied, and that's what he died upon. And don't once again, don't let the knowledge that you gain be against you on the day of judgment. Let it be for you, and let it serve you in this dunya in getting closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because once again, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Whoever takes a path upon seeking knowledge, Allah will make his path to Jannah easy." And so the knowledge that you gain is meant to make your life's path to Jannah easier. It's meant to make you more practicing and more pious and more righteous and more calm and more well-mannered. Not, not the opposite way, not, not arrogant. And, and it's supposed to make you humble. And it's supposed to make you like be more appreciative of everything around you. Be, make, make, make you more um, you know, prone to reflect upon everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with. And and see Allah's love and light in everything. Um, I pray that this episode was of benefit. Um, I want to hear what you have to say, um, what you found that works for you as well, um, what advice you have for people, and let me know, inshallah. Share it in the comments, share this um, episode to benefit others, and inshallah, I'll see you in the next episode. Um, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdi Ashadu la ilaha illa an Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh